from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on MixLR.com backslash DT is where you're listening. You're also watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash DT Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we appreciate you being here and connecting with the show as well. When you search the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora archives, you can literally go to any of these. MixLR, where you're listening live, also has an archive. So you can go to MixLR for the archive. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, the RSS feed, YouTube, iTunes podcast, any of those apps, search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, download us, save us, and you got us forever, and it's all free. So make sure you connect with us any day of the week, whenever you need it. Over 1,300 shows available to you right now, and plenty of great stuff that just went up there this week, so make sure you're connecting with the show. It's this time of the show where I want to involve the fans. I I always involve the fans, but I've been doing this a lot from last year into this year, and that is posing some questions to you on social media and then reading off your comments and your thoughts. And like I said, as long as your comments are, are, we're not swearing. Okay, so we're not we're not swearing and we're not personally attacking. Then I'm happy to to read your comments here on the broadcast. And, and we don't always agree, and we don't have to. So there there is something to be said about the fact that this is an open forum, and I just ask for people to be respectful. But I pose the question: What are your current thoughts on Syracuse Orange men's basketball? If you want to reply to that post, you can go to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. That's at Wake Up Call DT. You can also respond on the live feed on mixlr.com backslash Wake Up Call DT if you're a member. If you're not a member, become one. It's free. Mixlr.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. You click on follow. It prompts you to create, uh, it just, you're, to attach an email essentially. And that's all you have to do so you can become a member. Becoming a member allows you to chat with us in the live chat room and it emails you every single time the show goes live. So you'll never miss a live show again. So I implore you to do that. And you can join us on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. And if you're on that feed, you can write to us there and let us know what you're thinking as well. So here are your comments on what you had to say. My question once again, what are your current thoughts on Syracuse Orange men's basketball? Daryl M said, I think the guards need a break. Fresh legs for a few minutes at a time. They look tired their last two home games. Rotate every available decent player. The bench is getting thinner as each week passes. They won't last at this pace. Agreed. George G said they don't have a strong defense and they need a center. Agreed. Tracy G said time for Bayheim to retire. Johnny said top dog, baby. I don't know. I don't know what what top dog we talking about here. Johnny, Jonathan. Tracy G said time for Bayheim to retire. A lot of people are thinking this. Some people laugh. Some people gave a thumbs up. Uh, David said totally in response to Tracy wanting Bayheim to retire. Uh, Pat put that he was laughing and said, good one. And it's a gif of Steve Carell from Anchorman. And then Tracy said, we just need to change better defense. 50 plus years, 50 plus years is long enough. 
Stephen said NIT bound. Uh, Stephen H said NIT bound. And then Glenn responded, maybe Ken said, not even close. Teams have to finish with a 500 record or better. We will finish three and five, three to five games under 500. And I do agree. I think Syracuse is going to struggle to have a winning record this year or break even. I think, I think that the two games they just lost, they needed in my mind to get to 15 or 16 wins. This might be a 13 to 15 win team this year. Uh, Jim said the team is not good. Jim M said that. Uh, Robert M said, couple more years and we will talk about them like we talk about the football team. Go into seasons with hope and then we'll lose to some teams we should beat and lose to the teams we should lose to. And we will sit and pray for the NIT and say next season should be a better year. So Rob thinks that this is the beginning of the fall of Syracuse basketball. Ken D said, with as much respect to Coach B as I can give, here's my take on Syracuse basketball. Syracuse does not run an offense. They play a freelance, quote-unquote, pickup style of offense. I mentioned that yesterday on the show when I was with Sonny Spira. No structure, no direction. That style of offense can be effective when you have at least three players on the court that are all triple threats, shoot, pass, drive. It's been a long time since we've had three at the same time. Johnny said, Fab Mellow effect is really hurting us. What do you mean by that, Johnny? Expand on that while we read this here. So uh, that's a recruiting problem. SU plays the 2-3 zone in caps coming from Kendi all the time, including in practice, which means they're playing offense in practice against the zone all the time, right? Right. Why? Why then does Syracuse not have at least one or two different zone offenses to run? So Johnny said the NBA doesn't play 2-3 zone. A lot of these one-and-done players want to play man-to-man or other schemes to prepare for the NBA. Absolutely. And I think that affects Syracuse players getting drafted is the fact that they play in a zone. And that's been that way for years. So we look at this and to go back to what Ken was saying, uh, why don't we have at least one or two different, different zone offenses to run? Have you ever noticed how badly they struggle on offense when their opponents play zone against us? How is that possible against a team that practices against a zone defense 24-7? Answer, lazy coaching with no structure, creativity, or variety to, their, to your game plan. That's an antiquated coach running an antiquated defense who can't get the four or five star athletes anymore and who refuses to install structured offenses and refuses to play man-to-man defense. SU's gotten easier and easier to prepare for each year. Even the pushover opponents on the schedule each year now come into the dome with confidence and energy and have been more competitive than ever. Agreed. The parody is obviously there. Uh, this year, This year's team has two good two guards Hughes and Buddy another undersized two forced to play point in Gerard he's not a point guard an undersized three in Guerriere and big men who take up space at 185 and 200 pounds Sidibe and Dolajai uh, coach has not embraced the one-and-done approach to recruiting, probably because he is no longer has a personal charisma or assistance that used to get them here. Again, coaches produce wins, thrills, perennial hope, and a, and a championship that all of state, all of upstate New York can call our own. But ask yourself the question: If Coach K, Knight, Patino, William, Roy Williams, uh, Izzo, Jay Wright, Smith, Dean Smith, I'm guessing here or a handful of others had been coaching SU with the same stable of first-round NBA draft picks we've had here, how many more championships would have been won? I'd say at least at least two, maybe three. There just doesn't appear to be more coaching going on here. Think about this, and this has been going on forever. There's 20 seconds left, at the, and the game is tied, and we are down by one or 
There are 20 seconds left and the game is tied or we are down by one or two. We gain control of the ball and coach calls timeout. The players come to the huddle. No clipboard. We all figure coach called some play that the team runs in practice for this situation. The ball is thrown in and the player that received the inbounds pass dribbles around before throwing up a desperation shot. Occasionally the ball might change hands once, but all end up shaking our heads in disbelief saying that is the play the coach came that is the play you came up with coach again. Where's the play? Where's the coaching? Brad Stevens of the Celtics has the best scoring after timeout SATO percentage in the business at any level. He was the same while at Butler. He draws up unique, innovative, effective plays off the cuff based on the situation, defense, and his own personnel and produces a basket around 40% of the time while the NBA and college average is less than 20%. Coach B is around 5%. Terrible. No coaching. When you don't have the players, coaching has to emerge as the X factor. That's how a couple mid-major or small conference teams always seem to find a way into the Sweet 16 each year. Coaching. On the flip side, a big major problem with better players which gets bounced from the tournament underachieving and disappointing their fans happens because there's a lack of coaching. So take so my take on this team, 12 and 12 to 14 wins at best. I said 13 to 15. So Ken and I are close on that. No postseason unless they miraculously win the ACC tournament, which they won't. And that's not me being pessimistic. I you know I, I was born and raised in Syracuse. But I am always impartial when it comes to being a broadcaster because it's a cardinal sin to be partial. I want success, and I want everything good for these guys, but I will always tell you the truth. We thought they could win games this year as long as they shot lights out from beyond the arc. This is coming from Ken. But a home loss to a mediocre Notre Dame team on Saturday nicks that theory. Another home loss to an undersized mediocre Virginia Tech team tonight who out-hustled, out-passed, out-assisted, out-coached us. Let, left me, and remember, Buzz Williams isn't the coach there anymore. Left me wondering how we are going to win another game. This is the season and the opportunity to install some structured offenses. This is the season to shock our opponents and play some man D. This is the season to play 10 players instead of just six or seven. This is the season to coach, coach. Damn. Well, hello. Welcome to the show, Ken D. I should get him on the broadcast for all that. That was some well-put-together thought, and I appreciate everybody's thoughts that are respectful and you back it up, but Ken... I got to check some statistics on this, but brother, we're feeling good here. This is, this is, this is a very, this is, this is, yes, this is good stuff here that I'm seeing. So that's why I appreciate reading your thoughts off. And Bennett responded to Ken said, thank you. Someone else gets it. And David responded, Ken, best analysis I've read about the situation. I like Jim Beheim. I was in dormate of his in college i liked watching him play and he became a great coach thanks for the memories jim but it's time to let go don't go don't go the way of the ego all suffering is due to clinging damn i think ken dropped the mic on this so some some others had thoughts i want to get to johnny had something to say here Johnny said, the, well, to get back to it, uh, the NBA doesn't play 2-3 zones. He's crying over the fact that Hopkins is gone. Many, many people have. And to all the Syracuse fans that think that Mike Hopkins is going to come back here, just stop it, okay? Remember, did you see Avengers Endgame? And Hawkeye becomes Ronin, and he's killing people in what looks to be maybe Japan. And I think they were in Japan. And he's, he's killing all these people. And then and then Black Widow goes over to him. And she said, I think we found a way. And he says, don't. And she says, don't what? And he says, don't give me hope. 
Don't give me hope. Mike Hopkins is not coming back to Syracuse. He's not. You have to be okay with that. I have all the respect in the world for Mike Hopkins. I would love for him to be here, but why? Why would he leave and come back? Why? He's doing tremendous things there. He's been the Pac-12 coach of the year. The two years he was the head coach of Washington, he was the Pac-12 coach of the year, for the conference's coach of the year. As a freshman in the conference, coach of the year. A sophomore in the conference, coach of the year. And to look at things right now for Washington, he made this team relevant. When you think of the Pac-12, you think of USC, you think of Oregon, you think of Arizona. You're not thinking of Washington, but you're thinking of them now. And in the Pac-12 currently, the team is 1-1 one and one and they're 11-4 and four overall. Fantastic. Continuing to do great things there. I do want to get to some more of your thoughts. So many of them. Again, if you want to answer this question, go to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. That is the Facebook page. Like the page. Answer this question. What are your current thoughts on Syracuse Orange Men's basketball? Andy T said, vomit provoking Rutgers beat Penn State. So, well, what does that tell you? David responded, had to tell you, hate to tell you, but Rutgers coach has a bunch of aggressive, hungry guys that play all aggressive basketball. They will beat us by, they would beat us by 20. Francis B, who is always watching the show every day, and I see you, Francis. Thank you for that. Francis Buzz Bruno said, nothing pleasant to report, just more of the same. I wish I could get the SU women's basketball games on TV here. SU women's basketball is awesome. Uh, Blake said, do you not have the ACC network? Francis said, yes. In Tampa, Florida, I get the ACC network on my Spectrum TV streaming service. Are the women's games usually there? And yes, they typically are supposed to be able to get everything there. So uh, Blake said, or the ACC network plus either one. You can watch their old games too. Just this last week, they beat number eight undefeated Florida State on a game tying three to force overtime and then a game winning buzzer beater with under a second left, then beat Notre Dame the next game after a three at the buzzer to force OT. Uh, Francis said, yes, I've been watching all the game highlights on my phone. I'll get their schedule start looking for them on TV. Thanks, Blake. So great to see SU fans helping each other out. Great to see strangers helping each other out. JJY said, I guess it's best to not watch them. Speaking of Syracuse, uh, Tim M said, young, don't even don't have enough athleticism to compete against really good teams. That said, I like the fight and they will get better and should be pretty good next year if everyone comes back. David N. said, my thoughts are, I chose to watch Oceans 8 instead and never once checked the score. Has not happened in 40 years. They are no longer relevant, he wrote in caps. Randy said, I don't always agree with you, but you are absolutely right. Maybe we should follow UConn and go back to the Big East because we are not relevant currently. And David responded, I normally do not miss a game, and I honestly have no desire to watch lately. Randy said to him, the last two games were winnable. I don't see how they will realistically improve. The schedule is going to get much tougher. I said 13 and 18 for the record, but it could absolutely be a 20-loss season when Syracuse is typically used to 20-win seasons. Johnny had wrote something that dates, this is why you got to listen and watch every show. Johnny said, I'm in the other room. And what I said earlier in the week, I said, what type of fan are you? Are you a fan that's like right there and you're in it and oh my God, I'm watching the games no matter what? Or are you in the other room? You can't even be like, I liken it to a relationship. Are you in the room talking? If you have an argument or you have a disagreement or something's going on, are you in the room talking with, with your partner 
about everything or are you in the other room? And so that was the analogy I brought up. And so Johnny said, I'm in the other room. And I kind of like this now for fans to write that. And, you know, like Johnny to write that today, that if I'm talking about something, let me know where you are. I'm in the other room. I don't want to talk about it. Johnny said he had the door cracked, though. So he's in the other room going, listen, babe, I don't want to talk about it right now, but I'm not shutting the door on you. I still got you. I'm still wa-. So what that likens to the parallel to Syracuse is. I don't want to talk to you right now, Syracuse. I'm upset with you, okay? I'm pissed, but I have the door open, a.k.a. I'm watching, a.k.a. I hope you get better, a.k.a. I want to work this out. I didn't leave the house. I didn't get in the truck and peel away, okay? But I'm in the other room because some people in a fight, they walk into the other room, right? But some of you crack the door and some of you slam it. Johnny's in the other room right now with Syracuse basketball. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. I don't want to do it. So Jeremy M. said so bad. It has a gif of that from the Andy Griffin show. That's what I remember it as. It is the Andy Griffin show. And then Clint J. said, lack desire, need imposing big man. Well, they've needed a big man forever, but they need to have universal help here. I'm seeing. Syracuse needs a lot. Scott W. said, I'm worried about the longest streak in college basketball right now. That's Syracuse's consecutive winning seasons coming to an end. They have 49 straight. Spoke about that with Sonny Spira, who brought it up yesterday. Fantastic point by Sonny, Syracuse basketball alum. And 49 straight years, dating back to Roy Danforth in 1970-71. Roy Danforth all the way to now, 49 straight winning seasons. And currently, Syracuse is in one at 8-7, and seven, so this will be the 50th, but they have to finish this way. 49 straight winning seasons, and that could end this year. And that's what Clint's talking about. Or, uh, pardon me. So some of the people here are talking about with Scott W. I'm worried about the longest streak in college basketball right now, and that's Syracuse's consecutive winning seasons coming to an end. 49 straight dating back, and I'm putting it up here, to Roy Danforth. In the 1970-71 season. 49. Raymond H. said after 44 seasons, it was inevitable that there would be some struggle. Uh, Jerry F. said pretty dim outlook for the season. Dalton D. said hashtag bring back hop. Bayheim is Greg Robinsoning our program. <laughs> Those are some words right there. Jim Beheim has been at the top of the heap of any Syracuse coach in the history. Maybe Ben Schwartzwalder's up there to some people. You know, maybe Coach Mack is up there to some, but but Beheim has been at the top of the heap. And, you know, maybe if you look at, you know, Syracuse, Syracuse lacrosse, you know, you can say that that's, you know, there's something to be said there. But, I mean, it's really been Roy Simmons, right? Roy Simmons, John Desco, Ben Schwartzwalder, Coach Mack, Jim Beheim. And so one of the fans is saying that Jim Beheim is Greg Robinsoning the team. Damn. I like that because it was it was a nice little take, but I was like, mm. I felt that. I'm not even Jim Beheim, and I felt that little boof right to the chest. Uh, Dan M said, I'm as frustrated as everyone is. All hope is fading. I hate seeing when people say that. Or I dislike seeing when people say hope is fading, but I understand. My biggest frustration, I just wish Beheim would take some blame. This man has zero integrity. It's everyone else's fault, not his. The big man needs to get better. You're their coach. We need to make shots. You're the coach. Run 
you're the coach, run plays that give them opportunities, coach them the worst, the fans aren't loud enough, give them something to cheer about. I'm so over him at this point. So basically Dan is taking all the points of what Bayheim's saying and saying, you're the coach. Our big man needs to get better. Well, you're the coach. We need to make shots. We'll create opportunities for them. Well, the fans aren't doing enough. Give them something to cheer about. So he's putting it all back on Bayheim. Now, I will say this, Bayheim after the Virginia Tech game, he said that we're not good enough. He said that again. He echoed that point that he's been making throughout the season. We are not good enough. Definitely not going to make me want to play really hard when my coach says to the public and to the media of all things, we're not good enough. And it continuously says we're not good enough. That doesn't light a fire under my butt to be good enough. It looks like my coach has given up on me. So how am I supposed to feel? On top of that, Bayheim did say after Virginia Tech, we're not good enough. I need to be better as well. So he took some blame. Didn't push it. But he did say that he has his place in the struggles of this team. So he did say, I want to make mention. I understand where Dan's coming from, but he did make mention of that. Guy responded, exactly. I think Jim Beheim ran out of gas last year. Uh, Paul C. said, very hard to watch. They have a lead. They can't hold it. And that comes with not having any leadership. Uh, Dave C. said, this whole program, that was my opinion coming off of that. This whole program needs a complete overhaul. Just so hard to watch, so I won't. Kathy P. said, they will improve. Uh, James M said, give, gave up a month ago. Haven't watched a game since. Damn. Donald J has a dumpster fire. Jeff LP said, take two weeks off, then quit. I don't believe in quitting. Uh, Ed had a picture of Otto curled up in a ball looking in the corner. John has a GIF. John L has a GIF of somebody saying trash. Jay Pierce has a GIF of Bart Simpson taking a cake that says, at least you tried and taking that cake and throwing it in the trash. As Tracy W. said, do away with the zone. Three-point shooters are always open, and SU is late to cover. Try man-to-man. This is the thing. The 2-3 zone is never made. It's never been made to stop shooters that are good. The 2-3 zone, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record expressing this, but I played basketball from seven years old on. I'm proud to, be re- I'm proud to have been recruited D3 and get that phone call. I'm very proud for that. Because I was a guy who needed to have more of an all-around game. I was a three-point shooter, okay? I love when people play 2-3 zone because I was a three-point shooter. Play 2-3 zone on me all day. Don't play man-to-man on me. Play 2-3. Give me space. Don't get over to the wing quick enough. I loved playing a 2-3. Why would I not? 2-3 zones are not made for teams that shoot well from three-point range. They're made for teams who are good inside. Think about the mechanics. Two up top, three on the bottom. The three on the bottom are there. There's an extra guy there. This is like Tarzan Jane stuff. There's three guys on the bottom in the 2-3 zone to collapse around the basket because this team's good from here. And you put two up top because you're not as concerned with three-point shooters. When you have a three-point shooting team, you can take the guy on the bottom and you can move one to the top. Then it's a 3-2 because the three is for the extra man to guard the perimeter and then the two underneath because they don't really have a big man or a lot of good play around the rim. It's mechanically put together for that. This is coaching 101. 2-3 is against teams who are good inside. 3-2 is against teams who are good outside. And man-to-man is what you slip into when you have issues with your zone. Because your zone at the end of the day is meant for you to... It's a zone! You have places! You have zones! 
right? This is my zone. This is your zone. This is this zone. Sometimes they overlap, but they're zones. They're zones. That's all it is. Man to man, stay on this guy all the time. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. That's where he is. Oh, look, he's over there. Okay, he's over. you got to move with him. Man to man is what you go into when people are shooting 70% from three against you. Syracuse does not just give up threes. They, they on the schedule last year, I believe three teams at least last year, had a better three-point shooting night against Syracuse than any other team they played the entire season in 30-plus games. It's not a fluke, okay? If it happens once, maybe it's a coincidence. It happens twice, monitor it. It happens three times, then... It, and I always go back to that quote that Bayheim said when Tyler Ennis was playing here. He said, we are going to lose sometimes. I love my mom's watching right now. He said, keep your zone. But I mean, we're, we're, we're looking some things where, you know, when Tyler Ennis was at Syracuse, and this has nothing to do with Tyler. It's just to, to pinpoint the time period. When he was at Syracuse, Bayheim made a comment. Somebody asked him why he wouldn't switch out of the 2-3 zone. And he said, I have 900 blah, blah, blah wins. How many wins do you have? And the person can't answer that question because it's apples and oranges. I would respond, I have over 1,000 radio shows. How many radio shows do you have? How many radio shows have you hosted? Zero. Okay. So then if, if everything is relative, I haven't won any games as a head coach, but I've never been a head coach. You have never been a broadcaster, so you don't have any radio shows. So there's no comparison between the two of us. You have zero radio shows, so then I'm better than you. So... Mom wanted to say hi. Hi, Mom. I got the best mom on the planet. I love you very much. I appreciate you tremendously. Thank you for your support as always. So, Bayhai makes a comment. We're going to lose a few games. We're going to lose two to three or three to four games a season when a team shoots really well from three. That's just how it is. Somebody shoots well, eh, we're going to lose. That is not a way to coach. You're supposed to find a way to respond to an issue, okay? I don't say, ah, you know what? Sometimes it's going to snow a lot and I'm not going to be able to get out of my driveway. No, I have a snowblower. If you know a problem, you find a solution. That's like saying, eh, you know, sometimes the water's going to run out of the shower and it's going to cause a leak and what am I going to do? If the water gets out, it gets out. I mean, look at the water. It's, it's doing what it wants. You don't let it get out. You prevent it. Beheim does not prevent. He just, hey, you know, we're going to play 2-3 zone. And if somebody's really good, eh, they're going to beat us. First question on my mind. What happens when that is in the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament in single elimination? What happens when that's a game that you have to win to be considered for the tournament? What happens when that has to do with seeding for the ACC tournament? You can't just say we're going to lose 2-3 to three games a season if somebody shoots well. You have to prevent it. And teams are beating the hell out of you because the zone doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. And what is the definition of sanity, of insanity, my great people? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If you did the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result with something that was negative in your relationship, guess what happens to your relationship? If you do the same thing over and over again in business that's not working, guess what happens to your business? People will go out of business. People will lose a relationship. So if this is Beheim's mentality, then it would be the mentality of divorce. It would be the mentality 
of losing a friend. It would be the mentality of closing up your business. Nobody wants to have a divorce. Nobody wants to close up a business. Nobody wants to lose a friend. So why are you willing to lose a game? That's my question. I respect Jim Behan. I believe him and I have a very good working relationship. I've spoken with him for the better part of a decade. But it doesn't mean that I can't sit here and talk about the fact that we're all seeing the same stuff. It isn't working. So if you're not going to change it, well, then have enough respect for the program to step aside and let somebody else try something. I mean, damn it, stay on the sideline and let Alan Griffin coach a game. This seems to be a season of let's see what happens. So have Griff coach a game, have Autry coach a game, have Jerry coach a game, have let, let them all run different defenses. But what did he say about transition? Our team's not fast enough. I would love to play Syracuse right now. Because the coach says they're not fast enough, they're not good enough. Okay, then sign me up. I'll play Syracuse. If this team is so bad that the coach is like, eh, we're not that good, then why not play them? And if you're not that good, why aren't you getting better? He said they weren't that good weeks ago. He said it again after Virginia Tech. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If you go to practice after losing a game and the stuff that you practice did not help you win the game, you don't practice the same stuff hoping to beat a team. You can't do it. Okay? Chocolate milk is made of milk and chocolate. If you try to make chocolate milk with milk and bread, it ain't going to work. If you try to make chocolate milk with milk and egg, it's not going to work. If you try to make chocolate milk with chocolate and pizza, it's not going to work. So... All I'm asking, and a lot of fans seem to be asking of Jim Beheim, is to make some chocolate milk with the ingredients that make a successful chocolate milk. And if he wants to keep making it with chocolate and pizza, well, then people are going to continue to be frustrated. I would rather lose a game knowing that this team exhausted every effort than just continuing to do the same thing that's not working. And I think that people honestly laugh at Syracuse when they play them now because they know that they're going to eventually beat them. I don't think Syracuse is a threat to people anymore. And that frustrates me because these kids don't want to lose. So I almost wonder if the kids just go out on the court and just do the opposite of what Bayheim wants them to do because he's only playing six of them anyway, so he's not going to bench you. And I would just go out there and play man. If I'm Elijah Hughes, I'd be like, screw it, guys. Ten minutes in, let's play man to man. What are you going to do? You're not going to sit Elijah. You can't. But... They can't keep doing what they're doing right now. It's not working. And so I understand people's frustration. I'm frustrated. I'm positive. I want to see them win. But we have to admit the fact that Beheim is not the language in the... If you're telling me that this team is bad, some of that falls on you. That falls on your recruiting. It falls on your coaching. It falls on your game planning. It falls on your practices. It falls on your film. So if you're telling me this team isn't that good and it's January and your season's going to end in what? Less than two months? Then you're telling me that you're not that good. But being a business owner and somebody who cares about the relationships I have, I'm not into doing the same thing over and over again that's not working. 
because I would be out of business and I would be without a lot of good people. So think about that, Jim. Every, people respect you. They love you. 44 years, you've been tremendous. Nobody's going to be mad at you for trying something new. Sometimes an old dog needs to learn new tricks. If you'd like to answer the question, go to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT at Wake Up Call DT. Click like on the page and answer the question, which is up there. You can just look for the post, which says, what are your current thoughts on Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball? I've been reading your thoughts this morning. I have more. I'm going to try and get through all of these before the end of the show. So let's rock it here. Next up we have is Dan Don F. You wonder why Coach Beheim is sticking around because he certainly does not seem to enjoy coaching anymore. Joe A. said a total disaster. Uh, Bob D. said the disaster is that the NCAA continues to alter the rule book based on adjustments to the NBA rules. In doing so, they are controlling how the games can be played and removing strategies that should be part of the college game. Paul said, example, I'm curious. And Bob said the three-point line for one. Paul said, true. Sean said, both versions of the game are almost unwatchable now. Jared W. said, awful, bad, complete mess, disappointing. Okay, I will stop at disappointing. Uh, Matt W. said, program is stale. People at work used to dissect every game. Now absolutely nobody discusses it, ever. So Matt is saying the water cooler talk is gone. I never thought that happened here. Nanoism M. said, Jimmy B. will have no voice and tons of buggers to pick up in a few days' time. Also said, foul shots, easiest shot in basketball. Got to make them. They are so sad looking. My 10-year-old has better form for his free throw percentage and percentage made. Uh, Drew J said, really bad team. Randy S said, 16-15, an NIT berth would be the high ceiling. I'm thinking 13-18 and 18 and a CBI, college basketball invitational invite. Kevin W said, young team, give it a year and hopefully nobody leaves. David S said, physically weak. And had a little gif of a little dinosaur laughing. Uh, Malcolm B said, my my guys, even if I want to, but always had love for the orange. Paul, uh, Paul R. said, young and unsupported by many in the Syracuse community. So Paul is, is calling out the fans saying, listen, these, these guys aren't even getting any support. So sad to see it, but the reality of it all is Syracuse basketball is a struggling right now. And we are in a position to hope that things will rise. Some people have lost hope. I don't believe you ever should. But we're in a position right now where things are sad. And people are people are visibly frustrated about Syracuse basketball. And I get it. I totally get it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I don't understand your because I I'm I'm at the games. And I realized after the Virginia Tech game, sitting there on press row, I go. I'm not used to writing these stories. I realize how spoiled I am. I'm not used to writing stories about this team that's losing. I'm like, is this what some of these other schools in the ACC have felt like? Is this what BC has felt like and Clemson and NC State? And, you know, some of these schools that have struggled, are they used to writing these stories? Because I'm used to writing Syracuse won. I'm used to writing Syracuse squeaked it out. I'm used to Syracuse beating up on all these teams. This Syracuse team unable to overcome Virginia Tech and Notre Dame makes me feel that they could lose a Duke by 30, 40 points. That's a little nerve-wracking. They have Virginia again. They're on the road at Virginia. Virginia just beat the hell out of Virginia Tech, and they took care of Syracuse in a football game, 48-34. to Now you got to go on the road and play Virginia after losing these two games that, in my opinion, were crucial to win? It's tough. It's really tough. 
And I thank the fans for giving your thoughts. You can continue to give your thoughts. Just go to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. Click like on the page, which is Wake Up Call Dance Tour, the page, not the group. Click like and then answer that post that said, what are your thoughts on Syracuse basketball? There's a big orange and you can leave your comments there. Thank you to everybody that has left their comments on it. And I do appreciate it very much. So we will be back here. I can't believe it's going to be Friday tomorrow, but we will be here with the annoying moment of the week, which is probably brought to you by Carvel DeWitt, the longest standing partnership we've had. We're in year 11 with Carvel DeWitt. And not only are we in year 11, but it's also the annoying moment of the week, the longest segment ever in the history of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I love it so much. Significant sound bites will be at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time featuring Eric Cerrone in a spotlight special on the OCC Lasers men's basketball program. And then we'll have so much more throughout the rest of the show. So plenty of great stuff coming up. Thank you so much for tuning in. TGIF will be next. We do not have any trivia tonight due to the passing away of Chuck Borio. So I want to give my love and my support and my well well wishes to the Borio family, to everyone that has known Chuck, to his son, to his family in general, to everyone connected with Chuck Borio. I want to give my deepest condolences and ask for peace and love, and I would like to take a moment of silence right now. My best to you, Chuck. May you rest in peace. And may you be with your loved ones that have passed on safe and sound with God in heaven. And may your loved ones here on earth be safe and sound and have a long, wonderful life ahead of them. May they just be getting started. And somehow, some way, may you always be together, even through death, which I believe Jesus defeated by rising. So, Chuck, I hope that I hope you're always with your loved ones no matter where they are and no matter where you are. I want to thank Boreos, and we will be back with trivia next Thursday, January 16th at 7 p.m. on 8891 McDonald's Parkway in Cicero, New York. And I appreciate you all understanding that Boreos has decided to close for the remainder of the week so that they can prepare for all of the um, memorial positive uplifting of Chuck. So thank you to Boreos. Charney's Menswear and Tuxedos, Carvel DeWitt, the Wildcat Sports Pub, Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, Trapper's Pizza Pub, K9 Camp Dog Daycare and K9 Campground Dog Boarding of East Syracuse, Honda City of Liverpool, and Dominic's Restaurant, where y'all braved the storm and went out and played trivia. I was thinking, like, is anybody going to show up? The, the roads were awful. And I never say that, but the roads were kind of crappy last, last night. And y'all showed up. You didn't just show up. You showed up on time. Dominic's Restaurant, 7 p.m. every Wednesday, including last night. Thank you to everybody that, that braved the storm just to come out and play trivia. I cannot tell you, honestly, how much that means to me, and I hope you all got home safe and sound. So with that being said, I also want to thank Body Armor for being a huge part of the show. Body Armor, you can get their water and all their flavored drinks at your local stores, and they are good for you. It tastes good. It's a, it's a healthy alternative to some of the other stuff that you may used to be drinking. So body armor is the approach to make and make it today and uh, make sure that's, that you go and get it at your local store. Thank you to body armor for helping to fuel wake up call with Dan Tortora. I greatly appreciate them 
Uh, very much so. Make sure you get with us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT 24-7, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. That's where all the links are to all past shows. I just put up a special with Tyler Roberson. If you're on any of our social media, you can get that right now in just one click away. You know, you, you click like, click follow, and then the post will be right there for you on our timeline. So make sure that you do that. I'll see you for Friday show. God bless as always. My best once again to Chuck Borio and to the entire uh, family and all of his loved ones. And Johnny saying, Aaron and I are going to check out Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Well, you will not be disappointed, but Johnny, Sequoia, Dakota, Noah, and Ariana, not right now, but someday, they're all going to want this, okay? Plus you and Aaron. So you better be ready to go buy a few bags when you bring the family to Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. And I know Johnny. I know as soon as he, him and Aaron go, this is going to be like a family thing. It's, it, it is. It's just, it's run by great people. It's a great product. It's inexpensive. And it's in our community and it's local. And it started with grandparents, which makes me respect it even more. Mod Paws Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Keep rocking it. Thank you for all you do. Charney's Menswear and Tuxedos. That is our studio. Make sure you head out to Charney's today to get your favorite style. They have all different styles. Literally, I could walk in there, me and nine other guys, the 10 of us all have different styles and we're all going to find something cool. And the great thing about their staff, like Michelle, is if you trust her to pick something out for you, she picked out a style for me I never would have picked out for myself. And I'm literally telling you, it's one of my favorite outfits I have in my closet right now. And when the weather breaks, I'll be able to wear it. And I literally was chomping at the bit on a big opportunity, like a big place to wear it. And I wore it to a wedding and I was told that I was the best dressed at the wedding. And I was like, Ooh, more than the bride. Thank you. But, <laughs> but not more than the bride. Okay. More than the bride. More. We were tied, but Michelle did a tremendous job. They always do at Charney's. So make sure you head out there today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk with you tomorrow. TGIF baby. Let's have some fun. Make sure you make the most of today. Grab today by the horns and have fun with it. If you got somebody who cares about you, love them up big time. Johnny's asking if there's Lions gear at Charney's. There is like the main, there's the Jets. I think there's the Jets, the Bills, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Yankees, Syracuse. I don't know if there's Lions there, Johnny. Eagles. But Johnny, you and I are kind of in the same boat. Lions, Jaguars, oh my, it's hard for us to find stuff, but... I found some Detroit Lions stuff for Johnny for Christmas. He knows what's up. So we'll take a step aside here for the day, and I'll be back with you tomorrow. I'm excited to go attack the day. I'm going to have a successful day. Why? Because I am going to wish it and grow it into success. If you want some positivity breeds success. So have a positive attitude and go out there. And if you had a tough moment yesterday, don't let it run into today. Never let one loss beat you twice. Never. Have a great day. Go tackle it. I'm going to come on the show tomorrow morning feeling freaking awesome about myself because I'm going to have a good day, and I hope you do too. I'll talk with you very, very soon on Wake Up Call. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, and colleagues there ain't nothing like it, and I appreciate the fact that you have been loyal to the show, good to the show, and here with us. Wake Up Call is not just for me. It's for you. And I really, really do appreciate the people that make this a part of their day. So thank you so much again, and I'll talk with you soon.